Hello and welcome to the Silver Screen podcast. Uh, this is a slightly different one to normal. We're not going out on our usual day, but we thought we'd better put something together to uh, to examine what happened at uh, Disney's uh, D23 Expo over the last couple of days. Uh, joining me, as usual, is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello there. And yeah, it's not going to be a long podcast. We're just going to go through briefly what uh, what was announced or what you know rather what was not announced at d d23 and uh, yeah we'll have a look at the disney's first followed by the star wars and uh, the marvel but just in general mike uh, i we've already spoke about this it's been mm-hmm. quite an underwhelming year uh not completely i mean i was quite um enthused with what i'd heard from was it comic con from hall h um, they gave us quite a lot there, particularly Marvel. Oh, I know. I'm just, I'm just talking about. Uh, okay. D23. Yeah, D23 in general. Yeah, yeah, my over, my overall sense of it was, um, I hate being negative, and but in this case, I've got to be honest, and I was just really disappointed. And I know there's already discourse all over the internet about a lot of people that are agreeing with my view of like, ooh, it was a bit lackluster, and an awful lot of people that are then jumping into try to defend and sort of say, oh, they don't promise you anything. You're just so entitled and whatever, which is nonsense because, of course, they do promise something. That's the nature of an expo, basically, you know. But, uh, yes, I get what they're saying is that they didn't promise things that were, you know, hitting the rumor mill about, like, the likes of the fantastic forecasting and stuff. But at the same time, what we did see was either, for me, very disappointing or really disheartening and putting me off some things. But I'm sure we'll get into that as we hit them. Yeah, there did seem to be a lot of familiar ground treaded on this, and I'm I'm not sure if it's indicative of Disney itself moving forward. There seems to be a lot of sequels, a lot of retreads, and yeah. anything that would have been new, we already knew about. So a lot of the things yeah. that's coming this expo, it, it was disappointing. We didn't get what we expected, and yeah, maybe that's a sense of entitlement, but, you know, we wanted something. And I did see somebody comment, which I agree with, that Disney do seem to be the only company left that's doubling down on streaming, uh, where to the point that it's kind of a genuine surprise when you hear about theatrical releases now, because it seems like a lot of it's either the TV shows by Marvel and Star Wars or straight to streaming movies and things like uh, Pinocchio that just came out. So there was an awful lot of Disney Plus stuff, which I think we should have expected, but still it's kind of jarring i suppose when you see that and you're like oh yeah yeah i mean i couldn't i mean maybe it was a a decision more to focus on that and hold back some of the theatrical stuff with the car crash that's going over hbo max right now but uh even so it was a little thin on the ground as it were yeah maybe but uh anyway i have individual thoughts about what was what was there but we'll uh we'll knock it out i'm sure piece by piece okay so we'll we'll look at uh, disney first and the first one up i mean again it's what it's these are mostly things everybody knew about but uh another sequel which in my opinion you know it didn't really need one uh disenchanted sequel to enchanted yeah, this is a weird one for me because I still haven't seen Enchanted, but I did watch the trailer and was really intrigued by it. And I do think it's kind of nice seeing some of the casting. Like I wasn't expecting, is it um, uh, James Marsden and Adina Menzel playing a couple in there? And I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and, uh, uh, James, James Marsden was in the uh, the first one. 
Oh, okay. Didn't realize that. It seemed familiar, but yeah. And um, I did see as well just how over, overjoyed Griffin Newman, the actor, is, if you know him, to be voicing a talking chipmunk. <laughs> He's just yes. so thrilled. Like, I'm a talking sidekick in a Disney movie. Now I demand my <laughs> own merchandise and dolls and plushies and everything. So he's just seeing anybody who's that chuffed always makes me feel like, oh, bless them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I really enjoyed the first one. But to mm. me, it's one of those movies that you can watch and you, you come out of it thinking, it's fine as it is. It doesn't need a sequel. And I think this no, is but it looks like they've my... at least got a different angle for the sequel. I'm intrigued to so see the, the idea of what they're saying is, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. seem like a retread, you know? No, no, I don't, I'm not saying this is a retread, but I just... Coming up with sequels so far gone from the original release, which is ironic for me, seeing as, you know, I was hyped for a Tron announcement this time. But, <laughs> uh, yeah... It, it it just it came across to me like a movie that didn't need a sequel, and I, I worry that it's going to be, you know, as uh, we've all had experience of looking at trailers and thinking, oh yeah, that looks good, and then seeing the actual mm. end product and thinking, oh dear. Well, this is one of the examples I was on about where I think that's coming straight to Disney Plus, right? It's not getting a theater release. It is coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, that's on November yeah. the twenty fourth. That's not uh, a great sign, to be no, honest. Generally, no. is it? Uh, next up, another. You know, slightly different angle, uh, a familiar subject. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, a TV series that's going to be streaming on Disney Plus. Mm, that completely passed me by, so I have, I have nothing to add to that. I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, how many times has Peter Pan been done now? And is this in place of a Peter, a live action Peter Pan movie? Is this a Peter Pan well, movie? It wasn't it's... that long ago that they tried. Was it Pan with Hugh Jackman? Pan and that was huge. Terrible. Pan. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I was actually wrong. It's not a series. It, is actually, it does actually look like it's the Peter Pan movie in live action form. So, oh, so it's just a live action version of the old cartoon, presumably with like much that. less racism. Yes, <laughs> one would hope. One would indeed. Uh, Although yeah, did, you know, it was it, never it, it one of my favorite to the cartoons. The crowd that couldn't dissing the Little Mermaid. But, Don't get me know. started. I know. <laughs> uh, Next thing, again, another thing that, yeah, it's it's kind of intriguing, but it's something that no one really asked for. Uh, 2024, Mufasa, The Lion King. Yeah, that's a weird one because by, by almost every metric, I'm not interested. And then you hear that Barry Jenkins is directing it, the director of Moonlight, and I'm like, dang, that's really intriguing now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's... Got to do a lot of work, but the director is the only selling point for me because it's pretty much, to me, unknown actors. I'm sure they may well have their own fan base. And uh, to be fair, I'm not part of the African-American community, which might be where they're known from. But um, so, yeah, I mean, because they're not bringing, bringing James L. Jones or either Jeremy Irons or um, Chiwetelia Giafor. It's completely new actors playing Mufasa and Scar. So I just thought... Yeah, I don't know about that. And to be fair, doubling down on that animation, which everybody hates, because it seems like they haven't learned the lesson that real lions aren't very expressive. So, no. You know, making it photo real, it's, it's just like, if anybody's seen a cat or has a cat, try seeing how many emotions you can read on its face. That's what they're working with, you know? Yeah, so it all seems to be sequels and retreads so far. And, it, you know, it, going forward on the list, it doesn't look incredibly promising because the next one on the list is uh, 
the live action remake of Snow White starring Rachel Ziegler yeah. and Gal Gadot. That really surprised me because when I was thinking of like how many films has Disney got left to do live action versions when they was doing when that year came when they brought out like Aladdin, Dumbo, and Lion King, and I thought they've already done Snow White because there's been that many versions of like Snow White and the Huntsman or a Winter's War or Mirror, Mirror, or whatever. So I was like, surely they're not going to do Snow White. It's a bit like hearing they're doing 101 Dalmatians. You just think what's been done. Um, but having said that, the casting is brilliant because I love Rachel Ziegler and giving her a role where she gets to perform and sing is great. And Gal Gadot, I assume, is playing the evil queen. So very on-the-nose casting for some, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, as you say, it's been done that many times that mm. you kind of wonder, what are they it's, doing? I mean, yeah. It's very telling to me that they haven't called it Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because a lot of people have real issue with that part of the story. And I do wonder if they're just going to somehow alter that or try to cut the dwarves in inverted commas out and stuff because it's controversial. <laughs> so it seems like it's a weird, yeah, a weird call either way to make it really. Isn't that kind of what they did with that uh, Snow White and the Huntsman that time when they had Bob, Bob Hoskins as one of the dwarves? Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, but like I said, there's been an awful lot of people, certainly... Um, people who would describe themselves as dwarves in, in sort of reality, real life, who take massive objection to to that. But at the same time, there are also those that object to that, those roles being cut because it's often the only roles that, you know, uh, uh, actors of shorter stature can get uh, is in things like Snow White. So, like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see how they, they walk that tightrope. Yeah. I mean, as we say, it's what's left for them to do now. When it comes to well, live action things. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they start doing a live action Fantasia or Saludos Amigos and the stuff nobody's ever heard of. Right, well, getting back to the list of stuff that they did announce. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, a Snow White, another remake. Uh, and then which brings us to The Little Mermaid, which, mm. you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the, the live action remakes. But How I really want dare to I really want this to succeed just to yep. piss off the bigots. Yep. Yep. 100%. And uh, I will say, I, this was the one, I said this to you as a way of dissing the other stuff, but it's true that this is the one thing that got me the most excited from the entire weekend because I think Halle Bailey is a genius choice because you have to have somebody with a voice so like out there, exceptional, that you would believe that, you know, Ursula would want to steal it for a start and everything. So, and what yeah. truly surprised me was how much they made Halle Bailey look exactly like the Disney Ariel. Like the people that are complaining about skin color have literally only that to complain about because the costume, the hair and everything is, I, I believed it. I was fully there. I was like, you know what? This is absolutely fantastic as that character. I see no reason why anybody's questioning it because like i said with the exception of skin color which if that bothers you you're a bigot and she looks amazing so yeah, you know <laughs> definitely I, I, that it's it's not a, a disney movie that i'm overly i love that movie. Fan of. It, it, I, you know how we were talking about et the other day that it never connected with me as a a, a child mm. i have that with the little mermaid so I i'm kind of really, really excited <laughs> for this one you know, yeah, and but I had mm. a couple, I had some crosswords yesterday on Twitter because uh, somebody put up, oh, you know, yeah. she's she's now 
she's now black. What's next? She's going to be transgender. I said, she's literally oh, half fish. Do you know how ridiculous you sound? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, these Technically, she is trans species. She transforms from mermaid to human. So. Yeah. Surprised they're not trying to get the original band. Oh, they'll ban any. They'll, they'll complain about anything. These, like I said, just racists. And the amount of times I've seen, oh, respect the author's vision. And I'm just like, go away. Next up. We've got uh, Disney and Pixar's Elemental, which, surprisingly mm. enough, on the, is the, uh, one of the first things on this list, with, along with Little Mermaid, to actually go straight into theatres, which is on June wow. 16th. Wait, Little year. Mermaid's theatres? I thought that was going to be Disney Plus. No, uh, May 26th, coming to theatres. Oh, okay. Wow, that's that's good. That's uh, a, an intriguing sign. because Well, it shows that, that they have some faith in it. which It shows they have faith, but it also means that we can point to the box office when all the bigots come out and they have to start donning their straw hats and telling us that Disney were giving away free tickets when it actually does well. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, you know it's going to inevitably be re, uh, review bombed. As you know, anything oh, that course. goes against their their thing, but uh, yeah, of course. As the same, I have Captain a comment Marvel about that when we reach the Marvel Black stuff. Panther. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, so that's elemental. It looks like one of them's fire, one of them's kind of water. Water, uh, I think. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really know much about that. I don't um, know anything, and I don't want to know because I think I find them um, certainly when these uh, sort of high concept Pixar things come, it's better for me to go in fresh and let them see whatever they're seeing with their story if that makes sense so i specifically didn't look it up beyond the initial picture of like okay it's elements it looks like fire and water cool yeah <laughs> i'm hoping it's a little better than some of their recent attempts i've not I've liked in... most well i didn't like soul very much but i, I didn't like the that, last couple. soul's the one that i'm talking about. i love uh milo i really okay. enjoyed milo but uh yeah soul just didn't grab me at all what's um, milo <laughs> Is it my? Am I thinking the right? Are you thing? thinking of Luca? Luca, that's it. Oh my god! <laughs> Silencio, DK. <laughs> memory, memory, like a sieve. Yes, I also loved Luca, and Turning Red was pretty good. I've still not seen that, so I can't yeah. really offer comment on that. But yeah, Soul really let me down. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't the, the afterlife that. That section, pre-life sections. No, not not my kind of thing. Uh, sticking with Pixar, they've got a, a, a series coming to Disney Plus 2023, uh, Win or Lose, with Will Forte as Coach Dan. It looks like some kind of Little League uh, series. I'll take your word for it. I know nothing about this and I'm not remotely interested. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> nothing it's you've not said has sold me on this. In actual fact, I hear American sports and I'm just like, yeah, nope, you're good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I like stuff like Mighty Ducks. Remember the Titans? I, I can I enjoy that. I've never gotten away with it. I've, I just can't. When it oh, comes that's... to baseball or American football and stuff, I'm just like, I, I have no frame of reference and I don't care. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, the next one is uh, Elio, which is another Disney Pixar thing. About a boy who finds himself transported across the galaxy and mistaken for the intergalactic ambassador for Earth. Hmm. So... Uh, yeah, that's. I, it's, I missed uh, all. That does sound interesting. It does. It's uh, America Ferrera. Oh, ugly Betty. Yeah, and Jonas Cabriab. I'm sorry. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this. And uh, as Elio, 
Yeah, and it's supposedly spring 2024, although it doesn't say whether it's going to hit theatres or whether it's going straight ah. to Disney+. Plus. And that's Pixar, you said? It is. Mm, there's a chance it could be either then, really. <laughs> yeah, and sticking mm. with Pixar, and this is something, you know, and I'm probably very much in the minority here, but uh, another Pixar movie, uh, Inside Out 2 is mm. scheduled for summer 2024. And again, like Saul, this one just didn't click with me <gasps> i that that appalls me because i love that first inside I, out movie i really wanted to like it but i think i was just sat there smiling along because it's what was expected if, if you know what i if mean you did yeah. not feel devastated when bing bong spoiled I, then you have no soul my friend i knew you were gonna go straight to bing bong <laughs> but yes it's uh, good cast one, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's Cal McLaughlin. It's, you know, Cal McLaughlin know. never appears in anything bad, really. What? Uh, where, where was he in Inside Out? He was her father. Oh, that would make sense. Okay, I don't yeah. think I knew that. I only knew the. I'm referring to the people playing the emotions, like Bill Hader, Lewis Black, uh, Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling, yeah, Miller Smith, yeah. and um, the only one announced for the sequel, which is Amy Poehler as Joy. Yeah. So, See, whenever Kyle McLachlan's in something, I just go straight for Kyle McLachlan's name and everything else is, just falls by the wayside. Uh, another one, which actually is kind of intriguing to me. Uh, oh God. And again, it's, forgive me if I pron pronounce it incorrectly, Iwaju, which apparently is a journey into a futuristic version of Lagos, Nigeria. It's a Disney right. animation. And it's a series starting uh, next year. Again, uh, there's another Disney movie coming up. Don't really know much about it, but it looks like a kind of fantasy thing called Strange World. And again, it must they must have some faith in it because it's scheduled to go into theatres. And it's actually this year. And I've never wow. heard anything about this prior to this. Me neither. I, I still haven't. <laughs> You've only yeah. given me a title. So. <laughs> Strange World. I'm going to have to look that one up. That that one actually does sound intriguing because it looks like a kind of from from this from the the screens. Obviously, we're not there, but it looks a kind of bit journey to the center of the earth thing. There's a bunch of people on some kind of flying machine. There's a dog. Some what looks like a barbarian. It yeah looks quite intriguing. That one. Let me have a quick glance. Um, upcoming animated film. I think I've seen the poster for this before. It's the 61st actual Walt Disney classic. The film chronicles the legendary Clades, mainly search uh, Clades, sorry, mainly searcher Clade, who has always been a farmer and never had the bravery of his family of explorers, but they're forced to tackle their latest and most crucial mission as they must rely on each other and forced to put away their differences while in an uncharted and treacherous land to find a special creature that awaits. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Jabuki Young-White, Gabriel, Gabriel Union, Lucy Liu, and Dennis Quaid. So That sounds all right. I'm, I'm, I'm up for that one. The next one, uh, for, uh, Wish, an animated mm. feature film. Oh. How the iconic wishing star came to be. <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous to me. It, it doesn't give me much hope, if I'm being honest. I mean, it sounds uh, so stupid. And it's just like everybody was commenting on the internet with like, 
you've come up with this really dumb idea when you could have just made a Mickey Mouse feature to celebrate your 100th anniversary. It's like, surely that would make more sense. But even the press release for this that I read, which was like, see the, the backstory of the iconic star that so many characters have wished on. I was like, it's only Pinocchio, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't get. I don't get it, and it sounds so dumb. It's like we need to do something that uh, celebrates it. So, it's, no, it sounds so great. I mean, anything this can is, be good, but this just sounds. Bleh. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, that they're the major announcements from the mm. Disney side of things, yeah. and there's thirteen in total. We've gone through thirteen, and out of them, only five are original, which, to me, just. Yeah. They need. It just seems like they're doubling down on nostalgia, and that's not to, what. To give the other side known. of that, to give the other side of that argument, though, there's only two that I'm really interested in, and they are both unoriginal. Because <laughs> from everything you've described, the two that I'm most bothered about are um, the Little Mermaid and uh, Inside Out Two. <laughs> it's fair enough. I mean, I'm looking forward to that Strange Worlds, especially now I know it's only a couple of months away. I would, but I've been burned by Lightyear the last time they tried to do a sort of weird sci-fi-ish fantasy kind of thing. So I'm like, uh, you see, I've I still not seen that, so I couldn't comment. Ugh. Just don't. <laughs> it's really not worth. <laughs> anyway, they also uh, announced. Uh, well, they didn't announce it. We've we've known about it for some time, but they gave uh, the audiences a look at the new uh, Willow series. So no interest. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, how uh, how have you uh, have, have you seen the original or are you just completely nonplussed no, about it? I've had no interest in the original either. It's not really my fantasy is very rarely my genre, and it took me multiple times to get into things like Lord of the Rings, even or uh, even Game of Thrones for the fantasy part of it. So Willow just has no appeal to me. So I'm sorry. I know it's it's beloved, and a lot of people do swear by it and there's a chance i would watch it and love it but i just i can't bring myself to even put it on because i just feel like i'd be bored <laughs> so. that's that's fair enough and another thing which wasn't really a big announcement but i'm quite pleased with it anyway is that they're restoring and re-releasing muppet christmas carol oh, in December. i love that announcement because they're returning the song when love, the love is gone. has gone yeah Yes, W, massive win that. I've, I've missed that in every version because even the Bloomin' DVD version that I have doesn't include that song. And yet the first version that I ever owned, which must have been a VHS, did. And I've missed it every time I've rewatched that because I watch it every Christmas. And every time I'm like, oh, I've missed that song. It's, it's, yes, so yeah, I'll be going straight to Disney Plus when that's on there this year. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quite telling, actually. I mean, yes, I was getting on about nostalgia, but it is quite telling that the thing that's got both of us most excited is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Because <laughs> it's one of the best movies ever made. And well, I'm being 100% serious. It's the best version of uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd sign off on that. Mm -hmm. My God, man, we agree on something. There's something wrong here. <laughs> we often agree. Uh, and prior to us, you know, looking at the Star Wars, obviously there was a little, I'm not sure if you saw it, uh, thing for indiana jones new indiana jones where harrison ford came on stage i did but there wasn't really much they didn't even give us a title unless the title is gonna be indiana jones um, it wasn't but i just i just loved it to see harrison ford so emotional uh, we're going on to star wars now again 
not much. Uh, it's been announced before. They showed a brief clip and there's a trailer. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. It's just a series of six animated shorts. And it tells, you know, the origins of people like Ahsoka and Count Dooku. And yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan and I do like seeing this kind of thing. But it's not something that I'm excited about, shall we say. No. And after sitting through that Star Wars visions and being completely unimpressed, I, I think I'll give this one a miss. Oh, they give us new looks at things like Andor and Mandalorian Series 3. So, I mean, how are you with our series? Do you, I, I mean, I, I mean, I watch The Mandalorian and I'm a fan of it, but I'm not, I'm at the point where I don't care enough to go looking up the trailers and stuff because it doesn't get me excited or hyped until it's actually on. And then I'm like, oh, I'll watch it since it's there. And then I enjoy it when I watch it. But I'm kind of like that with Star Wars. I'm, I wouldn't say that I dislike them. I'm definitely a fan of the films. But then once the films and TV series are switched off, like, it's out of my brain and I couldn't yeah. care anymore. We had this discussion yesterday, didn't we? Because you're you're, yeah. a, you're more a Trek person. Where, well, you know, obviously this is probably not going to get you dragged back into the uh, the Star Wars universe. But I like the another... Andor for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, the Andor looks really good. And I love that. I'm not sure if you've seen that uh, kind of, I'm not going to say Saul Bass, but that kind of minimalistic poster design for the Senate. Have you seen that one? I don't think I have. I've seen the a uh, couple of posters for the show, but I don't recall seeing the Senate on them. It's really good. It's like a top-down arty version of the Senate, and it's got the Imperial oh. symbol in the men, in the you know direct at the center where Palpatine is, and then all around where the individual councils are located, they're all Imperials. But every now and again, you've got a Rebel symbol. It's really oh, effective. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't see this one getting you back into Star Wars. Uh, there's another cartoon series coming up called Young Jedi Adventures. Nope. Which it, it looks like Pixar. Star Wars, I don't care how good they are. Yeah, it, this one looks like Pixar does Star Wars. And yeah, it's for the kids. It's not mine. I'll, I'll, will I end up watching it? Probably because I'll, I've watched everything to do with Star Wars, even the Lego versions. But yeah, it's, it's there's, there's just nothing setting fire to my enthusiasm no, so far. And all of the things that were the most exciting have either been cancelled or swept under the rug because like the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron sounded amazing. It's now cancelled completely. Um, I'm intrigued by the idea of Taika Waititi doing a movie that was announced. They've completely just brushed that away. No word on it. Um, I've been waiting a long time for the, and again it's going to be controversial, for the Ryan Johnson trilogy. It's quite clear that's not happening, despite what he keeps saying and how he wants it to. So it, to me, it's I, just like, all right, you know, it's just going to be more and more churned out TV shows. And I just don't know if I can buy Star Wars as a TV franchise. It's always been about the movies for me. And every time I watch one of the live action shows, I'm close to checking out now because it's getting more and more uh, inside baseball, as they say. And it's just like, here's this character that appeared in Clone Wars. And I don't care. I don't this know is, the law that deeply. <laughs> had a trailer for uh, Werewolf by Night, the Halloween yes. special. Yeah. And um, yeah, that actually yeah. looked quite intriguing to me. I, I'm 90% on board with this, and it's the most excited I've been for any of the Marvel things because it looks, and again, it's cliche because everyone said it, but it looks different. It looks like they're trying something new. Um, I, I would prefer if they 
didn't use Grindhouse as their frame of reference for 1930s horror because they're two different yeah. things, which kind of baffled me a bit. But um, other than that, I loved the fact that they're committing to making it black and white, that it seems over the top deliberately. And then, come on, my man, man thing. thing. Yeah. Oh. Were you I knew one... we'd both be thrilled about that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest things, and I still remember it from season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where Kobe Smulders is talking on the phone about Maria Hill getting dragged into a committee where they ask her, and who or what is a man thing? And I was like, they mentioned man thing! <laughs> so, Anything's got to be better than that movie from a few years ago, which if you don't know about it, just pretend you didn't hear because it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, that uh, as you say, the tone seems off because at one time they're going for a, a 1930s kind of, Universal Monsters vibe, and the next thing it turns into uh, the Grindhouse stuff. So, yeah. But I am intrigued. Definitely intrigued. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, yes, am I right? It's just a one-off, yeah? It's a one-off, but um, I expected it, because it's supposed to be a Halloween special, but now they've labelled it with a whole new label as, like, special presentation, which hopefully opens the door to doing other stuff like that. So, But I was expecting I mean, it to be, because it's a Halloween special, like, on that Halloween or that week, and it's coming out on like October the 7th, so it's not far away. (laughs) I mean, does this, I mean, if it's popular, do you think we're going to get a regular thing? I mean, could next next Halloween be the living mummy? That kind of thing. Is that what they're going to go for? Marvel has such a history of horror comics and um, those kinds of things that I wouldn't be at all surprised if you got the sort of weird monster version of the Howling Commandos or um, you know, any of the vampire characters. Not Morbius, obviously, but you know, they they could do a Dracula film with their version of Dracula, yeah. or they could they could let Blade have a special if the movie's popular. Or I just want to see Elsa. That's, yeah, I just I just want to see, and I want her to be comic accurate. But Werewolf by Night, yeah, that's looking good. Uh, mm. The thing that I'm happy about because they announced it some time ago, but there was no mention at SDCC this year. Is uh, Armor Wars? They did bring it up um, and said that it specifically spins out of Secret Invasion, which is why they can't really mention anything about it because it would spoil that show. All right, and we also had a trailer for uh, Secret Invasion. What uh, What did you think to that? I absolutely hated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was either you or somebody that I posted the message to. I don't know what this beep is, but it's not Secret Invasion because mm-hmm. yeah. I just, it seems like they're trying to make Captain America the Winter Soldier 2, and it's got almost nothing to do with the comic storyline, which I hate yeah. when they use the same name and it's not remotely related, you know? Yeah. And speaking of which, Thunderbolts. Yeah, not great. Not the best. Um, what, do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I wasn't impressed I mean, at all. It's, it's not... The most impressive lineup, is it? Pretty much none of that lineup have been in the Thunderbolts in the comics for a start. The Thunderbolts as an idea is supposed to be villains or at least antagonists and anti-heroes, which, you know, at least a couple of these don't really fit into. Um, and it's just weird that it's such a lame lineup. I mean, I sent you the meme of, okay, Ghost has yes. useful powers. The other five literally all do the same thing. Yeah, it just seems so weird. And as I was thinking about it to myself last night, I was like, do you know what you could do? 
you could make the Thunderbolts into like your version of Dark Avengers and try to have a cipher for a equivalent for every Avenger because you've got like US Agent to be your cap. You bring in Justin Hammer to be your Iron Man with one of his drones or whatever. You bring in Enchantress to be your version of Thor, uh, the one from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if necessary. Uh, you can have Abomination as your Hulk. You've got Yelena as your Black Widow, and you could chuck in Zemo or anybody to be Hawkeye, because freaking Hawkeye, who cares? And you've already got Val <laughs> as your Nick Fury, so that's, you know, mission done. You could make Avengers, but yeah. like I said, instead they just have five soldiers of fortune and one useful character, and they've yeah, included the it's... two worst antagonists in the MCU, in my opinion, in Ghost and uh, Taskmaster, so... Yeah. I can't believe they're bringing the... Kurlenko version of Taskmaster back. I, I thought it would be someone else under the mask. So popular. Yep. <laughs> it, well, half of the half of the lineup are from Black Widow, Red Guardian, yeah. Yelena Belova, and Taskmaster. It's only a six-person team. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I, it's it's not. I mean, it's, it's got the most negative reaction from what I've seen online. It's crap. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, you know, I'm excited to reaction see. from an actual critical point of view, not just because it's a bunch of bigger and assholes shouting at a screen. But no, it, no, no, I mean, it's just, it, it's, I know it's concept art that they showed, but it's just not working. It's not that, it's the actual lineup just doesn't make sense. And I've had people say, oh, you've got to trust that maybe these, you know, the likes of the Abomination or Zemo or whatever might turn up in the film and they just haven't announced them, and maybe you'll get. Abomination or Titania or, or Leader even or whatever, but that might spoil She-Hulk and it's like, I thoroughly doubt that I don't have enough faith that this isn't just your lineup for the film and as I was saying, I'm excited to see Harbour again because I liked him as Red Guardian but it yeah. makes absolutely zero sense why either him or Yelena would be on an American team, which is what they are yeah. at the end of the day um, and that's that's it I mean, there's no I, I'm I've never overly loved Bucky, but I still would rather see him in an Avengers team than a Thunderbolts team, because is he really an antagonist? Does it count if he was brainwashed any time he did something bad? I mean, you know, <laughs> where do you draw the line? None of them are... None of I them mean, are don't... bad. None of them seem like a threat. Or well, a, I was going to say, none know, of them are <laughs> what you would call A-listers in the antagonist department. And... You have Zemo in the MCU. He's right there. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I could I could I could use ordinary existing characters and make a better team than what we got here. Because when you look at the characters they haven't used, like I said, Justin Hammer. Do you know how popular that character was? Sam Rockwell, one of yeah. you know, a really good actor. And the last time we saw him, he was just languishing in jail. And it's like, well, you could quite easily use that guy. You know what I mean? And well, any of the other villains that are still alive besides Ghost and Taskmaster who were terrible. <laughs> you can't really see Taskmaster towing the line if it were the comic book version anyway. Well, it's not, is it? That's the thing. It's, it's it randomly just... Drakov's daughter who had no character whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it does It does seem what with this and Secret Invasion, like they're just taking titles and yeah. putting anything on which. Room really worries me for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Yeah. Because if they're nothing like the title, the sort of things they're based on the comics runs or the or the big storyline, what potential mess could they be? And I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Well apparently they did show a clip of uh Quantumania. Mm. And everybody was quite 
you know, pleased with that. People are very easily pleased. It That's just true. seemed like it seemed to me like, for, although I wasn't there, but I read the description and it seemed to me like very more of the same, but with Jonathan Majors and you know Bill Murray randomly chucked in there, and yeah, the plot details that we have about it's going to be they have to do a heist in the quantum realm to get Cassie back, and I'm like, oh great, <sighs> we're doing this again, you know? Yeah. So, it's, Although it, I am, it, I am chuffed to see that Randall Parker's Jimmy Woo is back. That is good. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they showed that they they had Charlie Cox for a little look at uh, Born Again. Yeah, didn't really give us very much. I think that was more to get um, D'Onofrio on stage for the Echo stuff, which again, it really bugs me that people just don't realise that you can just look up what happened in the comics. As if it's a big reveal that's like, oh my gosh, we thought the Kingpin was dead and he really just got shot in the eye. Yeah, I know. I've read the comics. <laughs> the information's out there. <laughs> I knew yeah. that the second it happened in the flipping show. <laughs> uh, they, they did a bit more on uh, Loki season two. And, you know, mm. I guess apparently he spends yeah. this season trying to warn everybody about the coming war with Kang. So if that's true, I guess at least we're getting some tying into the movies yeah i mean it's gonna well we say that we thought that with this whole multiverse thing and it turns out none of it really connected in any meaningful way until faggy went no this is how it connects and if yeah. you have to read an interview to find out how then frankly you're not doing your job no, <laughs> no, no. <never> mind. <laughs> it's uh it's not not looking good for that uh the only other th thing before the the main headline is uh Something, I mean, something I'm not interested in. If it had been live action, fair enough. But the uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur animation, it's... I didn't even see about it. Yeah, it's, it, it looks okay for a cartoon, but... You've, uh, just, you've skipped over some Marvel stuff there, but whatever. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm getting oh. to, to some of it. But yeah, I, the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, yeah, it'd be good in live action, but... Yeah, the animation just it's not doing it for me. And it's this is literally the first I'm hearing about it. And I was watching yeah. the Marvel panel sort of live feed and it didn't even come up. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, getting on to the biggest disappointment of the night, Fantastic Four. Which because was, uh, hey, here's the director we already told you about and which was already known. And the reason he's not on stage is we have nothing to tell you. Yeah. Great. Then why? Why bother? Do you yeah, know? For, for those listening at home who's not sure, the rumour was that they were going to announce the casting. And for a brief yeah. while, due to someone taking the piss on Twitter, we thought they had announced the casting. Uh, yeah. But it turned out it was fake. And so all we got was the name of the director. Yeah. And to be fair to them, when Feige pointed out there are two more D23s until the film's due out, I was like, that's fair enough. But then... I suppose you can't blame them for that, but it's like you could have and should have quashed the rumours sooner. Like, yeah. You know, put, put something out there that there's not going to be anything from Fantastic Four. And it was the same with uh, Elizabeth Olsen was there and was photographed, and then everybody was like, oh, my, they're going to announce a Wanda solo thing. It's amazing. And she was just there as a guest. She wasn't even on stage. And it's just like yeah. people have to stop jumping to these conclusions, and Marvel have to stop. You know, baiting people because then they, you can't tell me they don't know what they're doing when they have Olsen turning up for no reason just to what watch what's going to happen in Disney. Get lost. Yeah. They know what they're doing. 
And uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, people glimpsed on the carpet, she were obviously there because they were promoting the Marvels and they had, you know, they had all three of them on stage and they showed a clip from the upcoming movie. But uh, did you see, happen to see the interview with Brie Larson? I did and I feel really, really sad about yeah. it. It's just, she just looked like she's so worn out and you know what, I get it. I fully yeah, you get it. You can't blame her. <laughs> nope. Yeah. She When she said what she said, which was, you know, the, the, for anybody who doesn't know, the interviewer asked amongst other questions uh, in the middle of the thing, um, how long are you going to play Captain Marvel? And her response fully genuinely was, I don't know, does anybody want me to do it again? And you just feel like, and it, she it, she was, as some idiots described it, like, oh, why is she always going to be awkward and twitchy and weird in the interviews? To which it's like, because of you, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody acts like that, it's trauma response because she's sick of all the crap. And you can fully tell it was. It was like she doesn't, she thinks, I'm, oh, I'm massively unpopular and everybody hates me. And if that's all you're seeing for, you know, years on end, then it is going to make you think, well, you know, does anybody want me to bother? <laughs> What's the yeah. point? It's, it's a shame. It, it really is. It makes you wonder if she's actively now just thinking about getting out of whatever contract she's got remaining because she's it's just getting It certainly seemed it. that way. It yeah. definitely seemed that way. And even when you watch the rest of the interview, it kind of seems that way because she's she's enthused for the um the project you can tell that much but even when she's describing like oh what do you feel about having iman and tayona as the others and she's like it's just really good because it's nice to have a team and to have people there and i'm just it just feels like oh you can tell the unspoken subtext is just like it's nice that i've got two other people to potentially take some of the arrows that are going to be coming this way do you know what yeah. i mean so and it's, it's nice uh, to have people to at least on your side when it comes to making the film and uh, on the subject of the Marvels, how flipping cute and and just awesome and nerdily brilliant is Iman Vellani. I can't get yeah. over how much, as much as I hate that show, I love that actress so dang much. And I wish they'd given her more to do because seeing her on stage, just fully geeking out. And then again, genuinely, being, I, I'm finally going to struggle to breathe right now. And then freaking out. <laughs> and then Feige saying... Yeah, um, this isn't fake. She's actually a bigger fan than any one of us. We didn't know it when we cast her, and we're only a tiny bit regretting it. <laughs> just like, they couldn't have picked could... anyone better to play Kamala. No, exactly, and exactly. And she's I... and th even in the pictures when you see her and she's like nestling next to um, Brie Larson or Brie Antiona, she's just pure unbridled joy in her face. You can just see that, like you can almost see the cogs in her head going. I'm with Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. <laughs> yeah. And I also like the fact that she's not afraid to criticise Feige. No, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I'm with her on the 616. It's bullshit. Yeah. Likewise. But then again, if you're going to start criticising stuff like that and then completely change the character you're playing... <sighs> yeah, true. So is it, that's all I've got for Marvel. Is there anything else you've got, mate? Ironheart. That did come up, actually. Um... So, yeah, it was nice to see a little bit more from that and to see who was working on it and, again, double down on... Because the Wakanda Forever cast also were there um, and they all seemed quite sort of happy and also quite emotional about, obviously, the film serving as a tribute and everything. Yeah. Um, but not really much was given away other than apparently there was another bit of exclusive footage shown of Namor um, having a fight with random Dora Milaje's uh, and then another shot of the unknown 
Black Panther, uh, which just focused on her shoes or something. It's I think so. Um, yeah, so that Very was nice. that information. Nothing on Blade, nothing on Agatha. Oh, that was the big thing. Yeah, they talked about Captain America: New World Order, and inexplicably, the villain of that movie is going to be the leader, the Hulk villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> And they're getting, uh, oh, I forgot his name. They're getting him back. Blake out. Nelson. Blake Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm glad he's coming back. But I, I have a feeling, and I hope I'm right, that he's going to turn up in She Hulk in the next few weeks because I think that's who's trying to steal Jen's blood. And I kind of hope that's the case because it makes a lot more sense there than it does as a Captain America villain. But yeah, yeah. that was such a weird announcement. Everything else they announced from that film I love because they've said Carl Lumbly's back as Isaiah Bradley. Awesome. Two thumbs up to that. Uh, obviously, you've got Joaquin Torres, I think. Is that the actor or the character? I forget. Uh, but anyway, playing the new, officially confirmed as the new Falcon, Falcon. which yeah. is cool. Um, and obviously, you know, you've got the um, uh, Anthony Mackie as the Sam version of Captain America. Uh, yeah, so everything else about that I think I like, but it's just like such a weird choice of villain for me. Yeah. So, yeah, is that it for Marvel? I think so. Yeah, uh, the other thing that we that they mentioned things like uh, Avatar: Way of Water. Is that something that I'm you're avoiding spoilers? About? I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not unexcited, and I'm looking forward to actually seeing an Avatar film in 3D at the cinema because the last one I missed, um, and the, even the re-release that's currently happening isn't coming to my nearest cinema. So it'll be nice to see, it. and I'm intrigued because I, I did, I did like the first one. I don't think. It's certainly not, you know, highest grossing film of all time good, but I enjoyed it. It was a decent time to to watch and enjoy. Uh, so I fully expect I'm going to enjoy, you know, it'll have a decent time at the cinema, especially if the 3D is very good. But yeah, I'm just at this point trying to avoid spoilers because I did catch a few things about like which character Sigourney Weaver's playing in the film and stuff. And I'm like, I'd rather not know that until I go to watch the movie. Um, and somebody had asked... Which character? I think it might have been Stephen Lang's back for this one. And somebody had said, how is that possible when you died in the first one? But thankfully, he didn't give a response and was just like, it's James Cameron. Anything's possible. So I was like, yeah, okay, don't true. spoil it for me then. I don't want to know <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then other than that, uh, we had uh, an announcement. Well, not an announcement, but we had a look at the uh, official look at a trailer for the uh, TV series National Treasure, Edge of History, which... I'm not 100% sold on, although it's got Harvey Keitel in, so that instantly raises it for me. I could not be less interested in that. <laughs> I, I do apologise. <laughs> Were you not a fan of the movies? or Nope. Oh, fair enough. Uh, also, uh, the Percy Jackson TV series? Nope. Nope, nope. not interested. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Um, See, this is this is what I mean. I was disappointed because it's half of the stuff's like I could give a crap, and then the stuff that I did care about was like, oh, that's disappointing. Because even the Marvels, when they said like, oh, the footage shows that the tone is very closest in in tone to um, Ms. Marvel, and I'm like, oh, great, the one show I hated. Yeah, that doesn't bode well, does it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the 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 trailer for uh, National Treasure doesn't look too bad. I've not I've not looked at the one for Percy Jackson. I did like the movies. Well, the first movie, anyway. So I'm interested. Apparently, this is meant to be an apology for the movies because everybody hated them. <laughs> yeah. The, well, apparently they they rearranged quite a bit of stuff in the movies, and the first movie mm. apparently wasn't as egregious as what they did with the second one. So. 
yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what a more faithful adaptation is like because I've I've not read the books. If I'm you know being completely truthful, no, that's I mean it's it's YA, and I think we were well past young adult age when they came out. So yes, yeah. uh, and the other thing, uh, again, it, it you know your mileage may vary. Tim Allen returning in the Santa Clauses. Can't stand Tim Allen. Hate the man. That's fair enough. I, I was expecting that for some man. reason. So, yeah, that's pretty much it from D23. Not that, I mean, we've talked more than we planned to, but uh, Mm. still a feeling of being underwhelmed. Yeah, massively. Like I said, I understand the point of view of people that are like, well, you shouldn't have went in expecting anything. They don't owe you anything. But at the same time, it feels odd to me that there were so many big reveals at Comic-Con and all of the things that were... Out of that, we were like, well, there's a lot of gaps in that Marvel thing. They'll they'll fill them in at D23. Nope. Yeah. Nope. And like and you said, also- even the big stuff that they revealed, a lot of it was stuff that was either already suspected or just known. So- yeah. And I, I, I do think it's a shame that they are relying very heavily on uh, hits that they've had before. It would be nice to see, you know, especially from the Disney side of things, a few more original yeah. ideas. Having said that... Anybody that knows me knows how much I love Tron. Mm-hmm. And I was hyped because apparently there was going to be an announcement at D23 for Tron. And there was an mm-hmm. announcement, but it's just for another video game. Yep. And that happened with a lot of the Marvel stuff as well. I was like, ooh, a Captain America Black Panther World War Star. Oh, it's a game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love. I know you're not a, a gamer anymore, but I'm still into my games. But as much as I love games, and I love the last Tron game, uh, Tron, not Uprising, Tron. I don't know. I can't remember the name. But yeah, I liked. I enjoyed it. But I want another. Didn't enjoy that much if you didn't remember the name. <laughs> Mate, it's me. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> Tron oh, Evolution. Yeah. Yes, I see it now. It was a pretty decent game, actually. Enjoyed it. But, you know, as much as I do love video games, I want a third film. Come on. I love that you love Tron and it's your thing, but I haven't liked anything since the first movie, personally. Sorry. That's and fair I, I truly hated Tron Legacy. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't get it. Great soundtrack. Nothing else going for that movie, as far as I can tell. Oh, I quite enjoyed it. But again, I think it, it's down to the experience. I went and saw it yeah. in IMAX 3D and, you know, uh, with the surround and the, that Daft Punk sound. I rented it on DVD, there. so... <laughs> uh, see, that's that's where you let down. If you, if you to be seen fair, it, I've, only seen, I've only seen the original Tron on, like, VHS and DVD, and I love that movie. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fair enough, I suppose. I've, I've, yeah, I'm that old. I've seen them both at the cinema. Oh, man. That is old. <laughs> that, anyway. ex- that explains the memory problems, mate. <laughs> well, take us out then before we, we take up any more time. Okay, then. Well, yep, this has been our D23 roundup and, you know, pretty much a review of everything that we've hated. So what do you think? Let us know if you if there's anything that you're disappointed that you didn't see or something that you're excited that was announced or, you know, just touched upon at D23. Just let us know in our social media accounts or in our comments. Uh, we'll be coming back with our regular features. I'll not go into them now. We've we, we told you about them over the last couple of episodes, so uh, hopefully tune in for that. And uh, do you want to do the sign-out, Mike? 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, do uh, check out all of the things that are coming up on here and on our sister podcast, uh, Hit or Miss Star Trek. And again, check out all of the stuff that's mentioned in our outro and in the description. And uh, in the meantime, remember, in the epic words of Arnie, I'll be back. You have been listening to the Silver Screen Podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK. Created, produced, and edited by Michael Wilson. Behind the scenes sections and additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash timeless journey. Follow the podcast on Twitter at podcast underscore screen. On Instagram at Silver Screen Podcast. Or look for the Silver Screen Podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Silver Screen, Hit or Miss Star Trek. This has been a Mike's Podcast Production, copyright 2022. Thank you for listening.